welcome to the Brightcast Mini. This is Renee of rainbowbright.co.uk. And this is Katie Carty Hiley of rainbowbright.net. And we're here to talk about a special little mini cast for you guys about conventions. The reason that we're bringing up conventions is that is a more defined area of geek culture where people will actually get together in real life to go over the things that they enjoy the most. It's kind of like a meet and greet, but in among many fandoms all in one. You have Star Trek, you got Star Wars, you've got anime, you've got, you know, just regular comic books, and it's all together in one place at a convention. The biggest ones are comic cons, a la San Diego and Wizard World and all this other good stuff. And lots of fun things can happen at conventions. You can meet celebrities from your favorite shows, artists from your favorite books, and fans that just share your interests. Uh, Katie's actually been to more conventions than I have. I just had my first foray into comic conventions by going to a local one where I live here in Florida. It was very small, but I went to that two weeks ago, and it was it was fun. Cool. But I learned a lot. I learned more than I cared to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first of all, I only went to one of the two-day event, uh, and I only went to three hours of that event because I melted. <laughs> I decided to go dressed as Rainbow Bright, so I used the Rainbow Bright costume I had done for Halloween. Uh, so I decided to do a few alterations on it to make it fit better. Uh, but to help with time, my mom decided to help me out with this. She says, oh, we can witchery stitchery this. I go, okay, what's witchery stitchery? Uh, it's the seam thing where you iron it and it sits the seam for you rather than sewing. Okay. It's a little quick way of doing things. In the heat and humidity of Florida and the cramped hall of the convention, my seams didn't hold. Oh, no! <laughs> so by the time I got there at 10 o'clock, around 10, 10.30, but by 1 o'clock, Uh, I was done. And so I left early uh, and went home. And by the time I got home, my costume fell apart. Oh, no. Is it fixable? No. No? (laughs) You couldn't just sew together those seams, maybe? Well, it's the entire shirt uh, needs to be redone anyway. And it's just more of an expense than I can afford right now due to the recent events of uh, the summer rains here causing a leak in my roof. Uh, and general drama you don't want to go into it but (laughs) overall my my poor costume is no more actually it's on a it's on a it's still on the mannequin behind me but i can't wear it it won't last a convention again oh me so i learned a lot first of all the one thing that i learned about going to a convention is if you're going to go to a convention in costume, make sure that it's one that's going to be able to hold up to wear and tear. And if you're going to do a contest, which I did not do, um, try to make sure that you put your contest on closest to the event as possible because the longer you're in it, the more haggard you can look. True that. I would agree. So Katie actually went to more conventions than I did way back in the day in like 2005. Yes. 2004. You've been to several conventions. Tell us about your experiences and what some of the things that you learned. Well, technically, my convention story began when I was a kid. <laughs> we, we, we did, as a family, went to a Star Trek convention in Greenville, South Carolina. I don't know what year it was. I'd say around 87, 88. 
Um, but I'm, I'm mad at myself looking back because I recall it was just about the time when the celebrities were going to come out and do a talk that I melted down and was just too tired to, to continue on. And we went home. I, I don't think I cried and made a big to do. It was just, I was done. And my parents saw that, uh, cause we'd been walking around a lot that day. But I do have fond memories of seeing people dressed as Klingons and other Starfleet officers. So, and obviously, you know, my dad and my brother were huge Star Trek fans. This may have been before Next Generation or right around the time it was just coming out. I don't quite recall. Um, so I wasn't as into it yet, but but I had good memories of it. Uh, but it was a much smaller thing than what I've been to since. So that was my, my first experience. But since then, I've started going to conventions on my own accord, not being drugged to one by a family member or a friend. Uh, so in 2005, I started going to conventions, mostly at the time because of my He-Man and She-Ra buddies that I was friends with online. It was a chance for us to get together and meet in person uh, and just hang out and geek out about He-Man and She-Ra and whatever else you know came to mind. And it's also a great excuse to dress up in costume, which I love to do. So I dressed as Rainbow Bright at my first real convention in 2005 at Wizard World Chicago. And it was met by, you know, a lot of enthusiasm, actually. I was, I was surprised. Like, I knew there would be people who would know who I was, but I didn't expect every few feet to be stopped and asked if they could take my picture or people wanting themselves or their children to be pictured with me, which was great. Um, it was really exciting. And I had a perma grin on my face. I couldn't stop smiling. I was having so much fun, but I just didn't expect it. So if you're going to dress up, just realize you are going to get attention. Depending on the costume, it could be different attention than you want. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I knew, you know, some women like to dress in more skimpy outfits, which is absolutely their right to do. And if it makes them feel great about themselves, awesome, more power to them. But realize you're going to get stared at. Um, I've heard horror stories of women getting felt up or touched inappropriately because people think, oh, you're here for my entertainment, so I can do whatever I want to you. And obviously that's not the case. So just be prepared. Um, have some words ready to throw at someone who <laughs> gives you the stink eye or says something mean to you because you can even get negative attention from women, sadly, from for some of your costumes. So just, yeah. Be aware that that happens. Be prepared as much as you can be and try to just let it roll off your back if it does happen and continue to be there for the purpose that you're there for, which is to have fun and enjoy the things that you enjoy. Um, thankfully, that never happened to me, but I, it can happen. So since then, I've been to, let me remember, I did go to Comic-Con, the big one in San Diego once. I believe that was 2006. And did I dress up for that? I'm thinking I don't I, think so. Yeah, I don't think I did. But again, it was just hanging out with friends I knew from different fandoms and just walking around. You know, that's a lot of fun to just walk and look at the different booths because they'll be selling all kinds of stuff or even just displaying things. Some of it's not for sale, like Mattel with the new He-Man and She-Ra figures. They'll put up new figures that are that haven't come out yet in their display cases and you can get a good look at them. Um, so it's a, it's a good way to find out about what's coming down the line sometimes as well. Sometimes they make big announcements at these conventions or they'll show clips from a new movie that's coming out. Like I think they did that with the Hobbit 
they showed a clip that had not been released yet first at uh, Comic-Con. So you can, yeah, you can see some really cool stuff. You have to kind of manage your time because there's always um, panels. Panels. And, yeah, yeah, panels going on. And sometimes the ones you want to go to overlap. So you have to pick and choose which ones you really have to be at. And depending on the convention, they're getting bigger as time goes on. Um, I'd say just geek culture in general is is getting bigger and people are realizing that it's okay to be a geek. And they're embracing their inner geek and they're meeting other fellow geeks. So you, you might have to stand in line, especially if it's one of a really popular um, subject matter like The Hobbit. Uh, especially if there's going to be stars there, like actors or directors or whatnot, um, that people really want to see. You may have to stand in line for more than one hour, even, depending on the convention. Uh-huh. So that's something you have to figure into your schedule. Yeah, I, when it's a big convention like that, and I want to attend a lot, I try to either take a, a schedule that they've given us and highlight the things I want to go to, or I'll just write one out myself and where the panels are so you can manage your time and figure out where you need to go to get there, et cetera, et cetera. Um, trying to remember what else I know I went to, well, I guess I went to the Chicago con twice in 2005 and 2006. And then I've been to since then. I haven't been to many lately. It's sad except for, you, you know, went to power. Power con. yeah, I went to power con last year, which was the He-Man, She-Ra, Thundercats, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Con in LA. They were going to have another one this year in New York City, but it fell through. Um, Ticket sales were not what they hoped that that they would be. And it was just going to be a lot more expensive to host it in New York City anyway, because most of the actors and writers and people that they would want in the panels live out in LA or nearby, so it's easier to get them there. Whereas if you're having to fly these stars across the uh, country, it gets pretty expensive pretty quickly. So that one didn't make it. Um, but I'm sure they'll do it again, hopefully next year back in L.A. And I'm, I'm sure it'll be great again. But uh, other than that, I haven't been to many. And I, I'm missing it. <laughs> like I went to Heroes <laughs> Con in Charlotte back when I lived near Charlotte a few years back. But it was a much smaller convention. It may be bigger now. This was, uh, what year was that? 2008-ish, 2009, something around in there. Um, yeah. So it, it's some conventions, if they're local to you, even if they're smaller, go anyway if it's something you're interested in. Because the more people that go, the more budget they have for the next one and the more they can anticipate how many people are going to come. And you know they can make it bigger and better every year if they mm-hmm. see interest so support your local con is what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't think they've had one yet, or at least not a big one here in the Raleigh-Durham area, but they're coming. Uh, I want to say next year, Wizard World is actually sponsoring a Comic-Con in Raleigh. So I'll definitely be at that one. Um, but this year, Renee and I are going to be at the same con at the same time. We're very excited. Yay! Yes, this is going to be my first large convention, so I hope I survive. <laughs> but yes, uh, Katie and I are going to be attending Dragon Con. Dun, dun, dun. Yep, in Atlanta. I actually lived near Atlanta for years, but never went to Dragon Con because uh, I was younger and I was very, very shy. Um, so I've been trying to break out and, and be more social. Yay! 
which is why I went to my local con. Uh, apparently, the convention that I went to this year, which was uh, Ocala Comic Con, it's only its second year running. Um, and But Dragon Con has been around for decades. And it is one that I have always wanted to go to. I actually have an old flyer from uh, Dragon Con from the 90s. I was like, oh, I wanted to go. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of kept it because I love the artwork. Um <laughs> But yes, this year, Katie and I have decided that we are going to be going to Dragon Con and we're going to meet up. Yeah, we are. And at least I will be dressed in some iteration of a Rainbow Bright costume some of the time. <laughs> I know Renee's has fallen apart. Um, but look for Rainbow Bright and maybe I'll carry a little sign or something. I don't know. <laughs> look for the girl with the rainbow hair. How about that? Well, I am also going to be dressing as Rainbow, but I've pieced together a cute, I think, rather cute, casual Rainbow Bright costume. Oh, cool! Uh, uh, it, it's something that I figured if I'm going to go, I'm going to go in clothing that I know is going to hold up. <laughs> so, so I went out shopping yesterday and I got uh, some dresses and um, my my face makeup. I really like my face makeup when I dress as Rainbow. Um, with the wig and everything, so I'm I'm going to be rainbow, nice. But it's not going to be traditional. It's going to be a little different. Awesome. And that's about cosplay. You can mix it up, make it whatever you want it to be. I like the unique mm-hmm. ones. Uh, so yes, I'm going to be doing a stylized Rainbow Bright. And uh, one other thing about going to conventions that I definitely learned that you have to do is make sure you bring a bag to hold your stuff. Yeah. Because apparently people like to come and they will give you business cards and fire. This is social networking here. This mm-hmm. is networking with friends. It's also networking with businesses. So you'll be getting business cards. You'll be getting samples. You know, have a bag. maybe even a cute rainbow bright bag i'm just saying (laughs) yes at ocala comic-con i actually ran into a rainbow bright fan nice she was dressed in a she was dressed in a rainbow bright top from uh walmart the one that got released a couple years ago Mm -hmm. she had uh the rainbow bright cinch backpack from spencer's she had rainbow makeup on her eyelids and she just saw she saw me in my costume because at the time my costume was still there and it was still in uh, okay condition she went oh my god (laughs) (laughs) did you get a picture with her she took my picture but i didn't because again i did not plan well (laughs) so my hands i had nothing i was like oh yay let's pose for a picture and Yay! Oh. Yeah, that's a must. Bring a camera if you're going to Comic Con because you're gonna see uh, so much cool stuff. Not even just the costumes, but I think the costumes are the best part, or one of the best parts. Um, but some of the displays that these companies put up are just—they're uh, enormous and they're cool. Like they've had huge He-Man statues that were like 15 feet tall. Um, so yeah, there, there'll be a lot of camera fodder. Be sure to, to bring that along if you can. What else was I about to say? <laughs> wear comfortable shoes. If anything, wear shoes that are at least one size bigger than you would normally wear because your feet will swell. 
Yeah, there's a lot of walking involved. And especially if you go to one in a warm area like Atlanta's going to be in August. Um, <laughs> keep that in mind. You know, you don't want to dress like the abominable snowman in Atlanta. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you got to prepare depending on where you're going to be, when you're going to be there, etc. as well. Um, I'm still putting together which costumes to bring because I've got multiple. And I think I sent you a picture, Renee, of a casual Rainbow Bright costume that I put together as well. Just, it was like a dress I found at the thrift store which is with a skirt that I'd had for years and had never worn and it just happened to go together well. Um, so, and that's another thing I want to say. If you're going to go to a convention if, and if you're at all interested in dressing up, don't think that you have to go all out and do it you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to look exactly like Rainbow Bright from the TV show. Make it your own, you know, and feel free also to buy one online. There are several companies that sell unofficial and official Rainbow Bright costumes. There may be some snooty cosplayers out there that look down on store-bought costumes, but we are not one of them. So <laughs> please feel free to dress however you want. And if you just have a blue shirt and a blue skirt or a rainbow skirt and a blue shirt and some suspenders or, you know, just put it on. It doesn't have to be perfect. People will figure it out. They'll understand who you are. Put a star on your cheek and you're good. Uh, <laughs> I just, any effort whatsoever makes me happy. So yeah, I'm going to be looking for you guys. So hopefully we will see some rainbow bright cosplay. It'd be cool too. If you know, some of y'all want to dress as color kids we could put together a whole <laughs> little photo uh, shoot. <laughs> my husband's totally. there too, and he loves to be my paparazzi. So it was, we'll have somebody to take pictures of us. <laughs> and I'm sure we would be posting pictures on our websites once we get back of all the fans uh, that we've met up with. Also, if you can't get a costume and you don't want to go that far, a graphic tee is good too. ADC's yeah. got tons. Absolutely. Thank you, Renee. You are absolutely correct. Graphic tee, perfect. Just anything to show that that's your thing. And if Rainbow Bright's not your number one thing, dress as something else. It's cool. You can still come over and say, I love Rainbow Bright too, even though I'm dressed as Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it all. <laughs> yeah, I, I love conventions because you do run into people you otherwise never would because you either live too far away or you don't know that they like Rainbow Bright until you're there and you're like, hey, I know you. Oh, I know you too. Wait, you like that too? Yeah. I'm awesome. <laughs> so it, it's a great way to make friends, even if you have to travel and they're not necessarily local friends. Um, friend them on Facebook, you know, get to know each other. I've made several friends that are lifelong friends just online that I've maybe met in person once or twice. Maybe you know, some of them never, uh, I've never met them, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a fantastic way to meet people that have similar interests like your own. It's downright fun. <laughs> yeah. Even if you just walk around and, and, and people watch, that's, that's a ton of fun too. Yes. There is actually going to be several people at the Dragon Con that I do want to meet celebrity wise and, and everything. So I'm really excited towards that. Yes. And, Talking about other things, other than conventions, you actually attend a nerd cruise. Is that not right? I do. Um, we're not 
we're not planning to go next year, actually. We're going to take a break. But for the past three years, we've gone on Joko Cruise Crazy, which is headed up by the nerd folk artist singer Jonathan Colton, who, if you've played video games at all, if you've played Portal or Portal 2, the song at the very end that Gladys... Uh, the, not the robot, the program sings. Uh, those were written by Jonathan Colton and he has a very large playlist, whatever you, he, he's, he's, met, he's made a lot of songs and they're all very nerdy and funny and, and just fun. And he, uh, over the years has brought more and more entertainers with him on the cruise. So there's other nerd singers, um, just some professional nerds. Uh, Will Wheaton has been on, I believe every cruise so far. So, you, yeah, and you get to hang out with a celebrity like that just in a, a kind of a normal-ish setting. Like, if you see him sitting at a bar having a drink, you can just walk over and say, hey, I'm a, I'm a fan of yours. Just wanted to let you know you're cool. And yeah, that can be the end of it. Or you could start talking about something that they're interested in. So, yeah, at conventions, it's a little more distance between you and the celebrities you know, they're behind a, a, a table or you have to pay to get a photo with them or an autograph or something like that which is totally worth it in in many cases but on on cruises like that you just see them wandering around and and they're pretty cool with you just coming up and saying hi as long as you're not a stalker so <laughs> so don't be a stalker let's just let's just put that out there um i, I i'm ho- kind of hoping that's going to take off and be a just a new form of convention on a boat cuz then you're stuck with the same people for a week which i say stuck with as if it's a bad thing but it's not it's it's a totally good thing cuz you can actually get to know uh, these people because you have more time to spend with them and it's a pretty closed in space so you're you're most likely going to run into them again my brain is being nerdy again and it they had celebrity cruises back in the 80s and early 90s but they just weren't as fun true that's true so yeah. we need more maybe we'll have a rainbow bright cruise someday <laughs> <laughs> well a lot of people what they just do is is the, instead of doing like a whole meet and greet thing they'll in the case of like the Joko cruise, they actually have their own benefits. You have to actually order your tickets through the cruise to get your discounts and whatnot. Yes. And to, you know, because they, they actually get run of the ship. You actually have certain venues that they get to play in uh, versus if you just get a whole bunch of friends together and decide to go on a cruise. Eh. It's kind of like when you go to a convention, we can actually, if we decide to, you can actually rent your own table yeah. and display your own fandom. Yep. Uh, which we, we are not going to do. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not packing up my... No. <laughs> but one thing that we are wanting to do while at Dragon Con is maybe record a few uh, podcast segments live. Yes. We'd love to interview some fans. So hunt us down. Yes. <laughs> also make sure when you're going to these conventions that if you have your own lanyard... To bring it because um, I myself am bringing my Rainbow Bright Landlier that I got from Spencer's. Nice. Yeah, usually you have a tag of some sort that you have to display to get entrance in and out of the convention. There's also, um, in addition to panels, there's parties, uh, which some some of them you have to register before beforehand. Some of them you don't. Um, also make sure to take cash. It's dangerous, but sometimes you got to do it because these people only deal with the dollar bill. <laughs> they, will, 
they won't. They're like, oh yeah, do you take Visa or Mastercard for your autograph? <laughs> no. <laughs> and some will. You know, they. I'm sure these days they've got a pretty good internet connection, and they've got the little swipey things that they can just put on their phone to swipe your card. But don't expect everyone to have that. So yeah, definitely brings. Now, it have you done autograph sessions? Me. Yeah, did you have you, with all the conventions you've been to? Did you ever do an autograph session? Have you been through that transaction before? Um, I haven't. Remember? <laughs> well, okay. I guess I have at PowerCon. Um, I got Alan Oppenheimer's signature, who was Falcor in the Neverending Story and Skeletor in Human and Shira. So that was one that was number one on my list to get an autograph of. And he had, and this is what most of them will do. They'll have pictures to choose from and then you just pick one and then they sign it. So you don't have to necessarily bring your own autograph book or picture, but if you have a a specific picture you want them to sign or a scene from a show or whatever, yeah, feel free to print it out and bring it. They'll, they're happy to sign whatever you bring. Um, They may charge additional if you've got multiple things for them to sign. It depends on the star. Um, but usually they just have a flat fees, like 10 or 20 bucks and yeah, they'll give you a signature and if they're not too busy, you can chat them up for a second, you know, don't hold up the line too long. <laughs> um, but if there's not too many people around, feel free to just say, you know, you really influenced my childhood and this is why, um, like at PowerCon, there wasn't really anybody behind me when I met Alan and his wife. So I was able to tell him face to face, you know, the Neverending Story is my all time favorite movie. And Human and Shira is one of my all time favorite cartoons. I watched them religiously as a child. And they, you know, helped shape the person I am today. And they were super, super gracious and kind. Alan Oppenheimer even kissed my hand, you know, so <laughs> you never know what kind of response you get, you'll get. Um, and his wife was super, super nice, too. Um, so, yeah, most of the time you're going to get a very warm smile and they're happy that you're there and that you're giving them attention. Occasionally you'll get the, the star that's so popular and the line is so long, they really can't stop and chat. Um, sometimes they can't even really look up at you. They're just, you know, they're feeding the, the pictures through for them to sign so fast that they, they just don't have the time to, to stop and have a conversation. Um, but many times it's not their fault. It's just they've got this particular time frame and they have to, to finish it within that time frame and et cetera. Um, but yeah, and some you can get your picture with, uh, I don't know the, the running price it, again, it probably depends on the star, but they'll have like professional photographers there and you pay this particular amount and then you get your picture taken with that star and then they get the picture to you somehow. I haven't done that. So I don't know if they print it out or they email it to you. I don't know. But that's that's a fun thing. I've seen some really funny pictures, even some proposals. I've actually seen like, oh, I wish I could remember who the star was now. Maybe Nathan Fillion or somebody that it was this couple. They wanted to get their picture with him. And this, but right before they took the picture, the guy gets down on one knee and <laughs> proposes to his girlfriend. So, yeah, fun, fun stuff happens at cons. <laughs> I think that's the only... Yeah, I think that's the only autograph I've gotten. That's sad. Oh, no, it's not. I got one from Tom Tatarenowitz, who is a director on the He-Man show, or He-Man and She-Ra. Um, but I didn't stand in line for that one. That one was just, I had bought a cell of Luki from She-Ra, and I got him to sign the cell after one of the panels. Um, if you dress up for conventions, be sure to go online afterwards and look for pictures of, like, 
whatever you were dressed as, and you very likely will find some pictures of yourself that other people took. Uh, you may or may not have been aware they were taking your picture at the time. Um, but yeah, that, that's a pretty popular thing, especially I'd say Flickr is a good place to go. Um, Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, uh, comic conventions are very much fun and we hope to see you guys again. Uh, Dragon Con is, uh, that event is going to be August 29th through September 1st. It's according to, uh, Dragon Con, we have, uh, just over 40 some odd days uh, until the convention. So we have a little bit more than one month left now. Ooh, I got to get going on some costume <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Sadly, we will not be in the cosplay parade. So don't look for us there because we were lame and we forgot to register. But <laughs> we'll be walking um, around. So definitely just look for us. Yes, so we look, hope to see you guys there. And until then, we're going to try to get some... Uh, we have some other stuff that we got to get done, like uh, you're going to be working on your costumes for the con. Uh, we got to get pretty much everything together. And uh, keeping track of the recent announcement on the regular Brightcast channel, which is the new Rainbow Bright series. Yes, you heard us right. If you have missed the last episode, you must tune in. There yes. is a new Rainbow Bright cartoon in the works. Woo! Hopefully we'll have more information by the con. Now, what would be super cool is if we see some artwork of her before the convention and can throw together a cosplay of that outfit, <laughs> if it's much different. Yeah. It might not be much different at all. But if it is, if we can throw that together, it'd blow minds. <laughs> or if somebody else does it and I see it, my mind will be blown. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yes. Excitement. Thank you again for tuning in, and until our next episode, stay, stay bright! bright.